You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com and emailing us at nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com ideas from everywhere voices from nowhere since 2011 hey i'm john paragon and you're listening to nowhere california rock on let's take a page from our why not book welcome to nowhere california and this next episode we're going to be talking about the force awakens and since it is february and a lot of time has passed do not bitch at us about spoilers yeah, fuck you! If you have any issues, know where you can put your tongue firmly between my ABC, and that's the ass ball connector. Ooh, tickle in the tank with a tongue. And with that warm welcome out of the way, this is Josh. And this is Nick! And welcome to episode... 91. Ooh! This is special for me. You know what 91 stands for for me? 91 was the year that I felt up my first pair of boobies. Nice. Thanks. You know who. That, that, that is worth celebrating. <laughs> yep, I uh, <clears throat> I ditched school with my friend David Chadwick and his girlfriend Michelle, and my girlfriend at the time, which remain unmentioned, so I don't have to deal with my wife yelling at me later on. Uh, she even actually listened to these. Fuck, I hope not. <laughs> 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 but uh, anyway, uh, we ditched, went over to the house, and I got to snuggle up and feel my first pair of bare boobies. How nice. It was nice. Didn't get laid that day, but it was a nice makeout hey. session. Boobs are boobs, though. Boobs are boobs! And speaking of boobs, yes. I think you have a nice little gap before we really get into the meat of the matter. Mm-hmm. There was an outtake of a mod from last year that I'm going to put in right now. Oh, please do. Yeah, where uh, our good, illustrious modder, Doug, was trying to be serious and everything and then lost it. <laughs> so, to bridge the gap, to give you one last chance to realize we're going to be talking about Force Awakens and everything that went down. So... Fuck off on spoilers. Yeah, we're going full tilt into this, and if you haven't seen it yet, hey, fuck, get your head out of your asshole, man. Let's go. But if you need your uh, weekly fix or your your nowhere fix of stupidity, here here here's your outtake moment of Doug mod from last year. Hey, nowhere listeners, I want to take this mod down a notch. Um, normally, I'm like, hey, it's Doug, wacky shenanigans, penis jokes, vagina, vagina, vagina stuff and things and orifices. Um, I... Shit. <laughs> I grossed myself out. I, I just I just grossed myself out. Alright. <laughs> I was like, penises and or... Oh, gross. Okay, alright. Uh, take 17,000. I don't know what number I'm on. Fucking hell. I'm tired. Yeah. What do I do? Why do I keep doing this? Why? 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 Because you want to know why? I don't know why I have to keep doing this because I have to listen to myself talk. You know, I, I, I have to. I have so much shit inside me that I have to talk. I have to get it out because if I don't, it stays inside and it drives me fucking insane. So, ye, bleh, word vomit and things. Bleh, fucking hell. But you know what? I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I would not. I If I was one of those dumb as a rock like uh, I just like the f- kind of people and I wasn't creative I'd f- fucking hell. I mean I wouldn't know any better I would think like you know I guess ignorance is bliss but you know but I whatever hit me in the head with a fucking football I couldn't be that way 
So, yeah. Yay for creativity! Take... <laughs> I'm going to give you another one. That's the first time you got to listen to that Oh, one. that was beautiful. Yes. Oh, Doug is... See, okay. Doug is a man cut from the same stone as I am. We right. love hearing the sound of our own voices, which is why I tend to dominate a lot of these, where I'm like, blah, 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 blah. So... <laughs> To hear that, I was like, oh, I understand your plight. My favorite part was, I cross myself out. Yeah. I cross myself out. Talking about vagina? Well, I knew it. I knew it. See? <laughs> Allie knew it too. But also to let people in, nine times out of ten when he records mods, it's just driving home from work. Yeah. Yeah, so he's in the car by himself talking. Yeah. yeah. So he, Which has to look fucking awesome when he's losing his marbles about something. Yeah. And there's a driver next to him like, oh. Oh, crap. Someone had a bad day. Yeah, somebody ain't happy. As those mods are a uh, moment of bliss for all of us here, it's time to go to another moment of bliss, a repeated moment of bliss. I'm probably going to at least have this moment of bliss like maybe two or three more times before it leaves the theaters. Oh, <laughs> Thank God, dude. I was going to be like, I cannot keep supplying you tissue for this shit, dude. Buy some new socks to do it in, or... I never understood people doing socks. Ah, it's easy. You can hide it in the laundry basket, and your mom would never notice. Okay, that, that explains that, but it's still, it's still a sock. I just did it all on myself, and then but, cleaned myself up. But also, dude, the way my feet stink when I was younger, that's a whole different yeah, story. You know, but yeah. yeah, but... <clears throat> Force Awakens. Oh we're, yes, we're, yes, yes. Force Awakens. <clears throat> we're gonna talk about the Force Awakens. The Force motherfucking Awakens. Yes. So. <laughs> oh uh, my god. I, where to fucking start on this? What? A, what a tremendous job. Let me. Oh. Let me come well, in. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams and, uh, rocked it. Kathleen Kennedy and uh, uh, everybody. Kirshner. Kirshner. Yeah. Kirshner. Um, you know they're the trifecta now on the panel for canon and whatnot. Yeah. Of Star Wars stuff and they. They came together and did a fantastic job. And uh, God damn it, what a good movie. Well, it, Each fucking it, thing had its own introduction. Each returning character had its own type of introduction. Well, hell, even the freaking crawl had its own like, introduction. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it had its own standalone moment. There was some amazing way or some like new introductory way that an old character was reintroduced. Like whether it was C-3PO. Yeah, C-3PO or Han Solo. Yeah, or R2-D2 or even the Falcon. Yeah. Even the Falcon was specifically crafted. I remember like when I first saw it, like it took me a moment for it to click in my brain like, holy shit, that's the Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God. Uh, fucking the theater I was in uh, lost their shit when it was, when they, you could see it. Oh, somewhere. yeah. And then there was that collective groan when she gets in it and... Starts to fly it, and then it fucking tips over on its side, and she just kind of rakes it across the sand, and everybody's all, ah, <laughs> and at that moment, my wife turns to me and goes, don't you fucking say a thing about chick drivers, and I was all, hmm, kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, so anyway. Well, kind of just shows only one person can really just jump right back well, into the Well, yeah, she did. It took her a couple moments. Don't but... get me wrong, she did a tremendous job with it. Look, everything, you know, before we... Before we get into any speculation about who might be who and what might lead to what and this and that, let's just kind of run down the list here. Adam Driver, let's go with the new yeah. the new folk. Adam the, Driver the, the is Kylo Ren. Uh, bastard. Yeah, Oscar Isaac as uh, as Poe Dameron. Badass. Uh, absolute badass. John Boyega as Effin, some numbers after that, but, who became Finn. Finn. Another Yes. He's getting into the badass. And home. Daisy Ridley, who is, is my a, new favorite oh heartthrob. Yes. <laughs> she is gorgeous. And uh, she's just so tiny. She's funny as shit if you watch her run. Next time you go see it, watch her fucking run. You're going to giggle your ass off. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I did. She's silly. Um, she, she, like, runs all badass. Like, she tries to run as fast as she can all badass, you know. But she still just looks, you know, like a frail girl. Yeah. Which, okay, 
That was one of the things I heard a lot of people say. Uh, you know, Daisy Ridley, she, she's too thin. She's too thin. She's on fucking Jakku where she's yeah. scrounging for food all the time. So she's her a scavenger. Being, she's she's fitting the role. Right. For her being as thin as she was, you know, yeah. And look perfect. back. Yeah, Luke wasn't all freaking muscle and crap. No, he wasn't. Back in the New Hope and everything. And Anakin was Anakin. Right. <laughs> um, so... You know, of course, we have our returning cast. Yes. Uh, you know, Peter Mayhew is Chewbacca. Anthony Daniels, C-3PO, Kenny Baker pop, pops back into R2-D2. Uh, we get... Uh, who, who am I forgetting? Oh, yeah, yeah. Harrison the, the, Ford. The, the, <laughs> the middle of the the trilogy, the Godhead. Yes. Uh, uh, Carrie Fisher as Leia. And uh, God, no. I thought she fucking handled this with oh, so she, much dignity. And yeah, her, that was the uh, bullshit thing. Like, after the movie got released and everything, oh, those little reports... Fuck off. Well, she handled it well and came back and was like, you oh, know yeah. What? yeah, you're right. My body hasn't aged as well as the rest of me has. You know, I, I still feel young and I still feel this, but my body just hasn't done as well. So you know what? Fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Basically, For her age and everything, she looked amazing. Did you see her on the uh, Graham Norton show, uh, BBC, with... with uh, no. Uh, yeah, with Daisy Ridley? No. She talked about this fan who came up to her one time and was like I've thought about you every day since uh, you know for like for 17 years you know because of this movie and all that and she goes really 17 years he goes yep four times a day 17 <laughs> years and Daisy really kind of you see the look in her face and she's all Oh. <laughs> and Carrie Fisher turns and goes, "Yeah, so you got that to look forward to." Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! Carrie Fisher's the shit." That's the whole thing. Even when Carrie Fisher would pop up on uh, Craig Ferguson talking about her shock therapies and whatnot, yeah, it was always like that. Carrie Fisher is just awesome. Well, I I like that she doesn't dodge the trouble she's had in her life. Yeah. She just fucking takes it head on, and good for her. She she you know. And she's this a hell been, of a woman, dude. She's a hell of a woman. And this could have been one of those times where she could have easily gone, you know what, I don't think I'm going to come back. But Yeah, yeah. But By the way. She's just like, fuck it, no. I'm Prince fucking Leia. By the way, okay, so there is a Star Wars slash Hook connection. Ooh. Since. Very timely because yes. we're getting close to finishing up our Robin Williams Why Not. Yes, okay. So, Hook being our last Why Not. Uh, well, Robin Williams, not yes. why not in general. Well, yeah, yeah. we got too many movies to cover. Motherfucker, you like my wife? Except drives are a little prettier. Um, Dick, just kidding. <laughs> so, okay, the scene uh, where so the the scene where Tink has Robin. Or, uh, sorry, <laughs> the scene where Tink has Peter and she's flying him over the bridge <laughs> off into the sky. And some of the pixie dust goes over the couple that's kissing yeah. on the bridge. Do you know who, that's it, who that is? It's George Lucas and... His Carrie Fisher. Oh, wow. Yeah. George Lucas and Carrie Fisher. They're, that's the kissing scene they do in there with Steven Spielberg. Oh, that's awesome. Film. So I was like, yeah, that's a fucking cool fun fact that ties in, you know, yeah. very nicely. And I will bring that up again on our episode of Why Not yeah. Hook. Hook. In yeah. the very near future. And then yes. uh, I guess to throw in a quick other uh, pop culture movie reference, too, okay. The towards the end when... Han is talking to Finn about what did you actually do here? Oh yeah, he, <laughs> yes the 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 fucking uh, the mall rats the uh, I'm clerks. sorry the clerks reference. He was yeah. a sanitation engineer. He was a sanitation and engineer. And it's it, I can't do it justice. Randall, man. Yeah, I can't because uh, Kevin talked about it. I think it was on a Babylon. Oh, uh, it was, was the one almost immediately following. It was yeah. the December. It was they did it on a Sunday. I think it is. I think they did it on no no no. They recorded on Saturday. They normally yeah. record on Friday. They recorded it on December the fifteenth. Yeah. 
uh, and then released it, and they they talk about that one in there. That, and you can tell Kevin was getting choked up because it's yeah. like he knew like JJ had a it was direct towards right. Him. And they've always kind of been nonchalant about it, but you can clearly tell that Kevin Smith and JJ Abrams are, are good friends. Oh yeah, <laughs> which you know I know they made the joke about having two stormtroopers leaning up against like a. a you know, like a quickie stop in the fucking <laughs> in the galaxy far, far away sort of thing. But there's the the discussion between Dante and Randall about the technicians and all the people, you know, like the, the fucking general contractors and shit aboard the Death Star. All those innocent people who died when Luke Skywalker did what he did. Yeah. You know, the, the people who did janitorial and different shit like that. And then they make the reference to Finn being a janitorial uh, a technician. In, it would be cool to be in that theater when you could. Oh, you knew yeah. Kevin was there, would be watching him, and then that line. Yeah, just a fan, like a, a whole audience. Whoop, all right, we're throwing stuff. Uh, a whole audience full of clerks and you know Kevin Smith fans and things like that that would have would have been able to tie that one together. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, that would have been perfect. But off that reference, yeah. to just jumping right into the movie because you get so much right off the bat because you're jumping right into Jakku where Poe. Yeah, Poe and uh, okay now Max von Sydow. Yeah. Um, his character, and I, I, it's a funky name, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. But um, they're exchanging something. Yeah. And it's basically what it is, is, you know, the crawl tells you right off the bat that Luke Skywalker has gone into hiding. Yeah. And they say, this is the map to Luke Skywalker. They're exchanging it. Unfortunately for them, uh, the New Order has caught wind of it. Led by Kylo Ren. Yes, led by Kylo Ren. Uh, well, actually led by Supreme Commander Snoke and General Hux, yeah. who is kind of the Grand Moff Tarkin of this uh, series, and but stands up to Kylo Ren quite a bit. Yes, he does, quite which is interesting. Uh, it's fucking cool. I like, yeah. I like the tension, because it's going to mean when we see more of the badass Kylo. Yeah, uh, the evolution. Oh, dude, Hux is going to have to either cower or fucking get in line. Yeah, or um, he's just going to be gone. Right. So... Basically, they track him down to the planet, and that's where we get our first peek at Finn. But he's in a mask. Uh, he's you know he's in the stormtrooper. Which mask. that's another thing that uh, kind of got tweaked in this one too, because everything leading to this one, there are clones. Well, if I remember if correctly, if we're going off of episode one, can. two, and three, the stormtrooper army is clones yeah. basically. But however, you have to understand, nineteen years passed from episode three to episode four. So what we're looking at is probably an army made up of several different people. So you think the clones were done in New Hope? I think, I think initially George Lucas set out to show that the okay the Emperor was clearly supposed to be like uh, Adolf Hitler and uh, Darth Vader was more like you know Guring or one of his his, you know top guys. So a lot of what we know of World War II and the Nazis is that the SS the SS were horrible. Uh, horrible, horrible people. And those are the big ones. Those are the ones who are directly underneath. Those are the ones who know the shit that's going, really going on with the Empire. Most of the stormtroopers, I don't think, did. They just thought they were fighting a... Uh, they, they were, were fighting a Yeah, there was propaganda that was spun and all of that. That's what I take from it. So, in this one, there's a reference that Kylo Ren makes to General Hux, which is perhaps Supreme Commander Snoke should go with a clone army instead of these... And Hux gets really offended and goes, bullshit. You know, like, you know, my soldiers are trained. My stormtroopers. They're, they're trained from birth. Yeah, they're trained from birth and conditioned. And so basically what it is, is it's kind of like the Jedi where they take their children. You know, they take them when they're children and train them to be Jedi. This is they take them when they're children and they are conditioned to be stormtroopers. So what we wind up with is, uh, you know, everybody has, they do conditioning and reconditioning, we find out, uh, because of Finn. 
uh, FN24687 or 247 or OUA12 or fucking, yeah, 8675309, whatever the fuck his name is. One of his friends gets killed in front of him. And he, nice blood yeah, smear runs on his blood down his face, you know, and, and they're killing innocents and things like that. And all of a sudden, it's like a screaming wake-up call to Finn. And from what it looks like, and from what it sounded like, it was his first time out. Yes. In full... In full combat. Yeah. Full armor. Yeah, I get the same thing as well. Um, but, so what happens is when they're ordered to start, you know, Kylo Ren orders to kill the civilians in the in the village. And they start shooting like crazy. Finn doesn't do it. Yeah. Uh, when he gets back to the Star Destroyer, he you know, yanks his mask off. Poe's captured. There's a great moment between Oscar Isaacs and uh, Adam Driver right there. Isaac. I keep saying Isaacs. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Where <laughs> they're face to face and Kylo's just staring at him and he goes, so so what happens now? You, you talk, I talk, what happens? Um, Which kind of also kind of shows the type of intimidation Kylo Ren kind of doesn't have. Right. Now... Because he, everybody probably sees him as a Darth Vader pretender. Well, I possibly, but I also think it also shows. Um, I think it shows Poe's defiance. Um, you know, he's the he's the best pilot, like Wedge Antilles was in the original uh, trilogy. He's the best pilot they have. Their top, their top agent, and stuff like that. So uh, you know, Leia sends him to get in, get out. Yeah. You know, as quick as possible with his buddy BB. Right, uh, which is all yes, yes. Thank you. Well, it's also our introduction to BB-8. We find out it's his astromech droid. So um, basically, what happens is he stores the map with BB-8 and says, "Run as far as you can. I'll find you." You know, one of the things I heard about this film was, "Oh, it's very repetitive." It's, it's you know, it's very much like the original. But that's the thing about the original is they are repetitive. Yeah. They use the same gags throughout the same you know each movie to accomplish different things. Yeah. Um, but also, too, it still elevates the story and everything. In other right. movies' hands, repetitive storytelling and everything gets old fast. Right. But with Star Wars, it doesn't. No, this this one worked just fine, and I think it was a great nod and tribute and homage to the first four, four, five, and six. It was, you know, it was a great tribute to the originals, and yet it was his own standalone. Anyway, to progress through the film... Poe's taken back to the Star Destroyer. Finn goes back to the Star Destroyer and has kind of a panic moment where he's like, fuck. Like, you know, pulls his helmet off and that's where we see Captain Phasma for the first time. very quickly on that character, when you first initially in the, like, prelims to the movie, you see this character, Captain Phasma, which is a nod to the Phantasm, which unfortunately we just recently lost the tall man. Yeah, it's true. You look at this silver-chromed, Stormtrooper, where you're just like, oh my god, that is badass. Yeah. Fast forward to the movie, and... Okay, now here's the thing. Our first introduction to Boba Fett, okay, is in episode 5. If we're doing it correctly, is in episode 5, Empire Strikes Back. Um, Where he just stands silently, doesn't really do much, doesn't really do a whole lot in (coughs) Empire Strikes Back at all, other than loading... Having people load Han Solo onto yeah. the ship and takes off. So keep that in mind. Captain Phasma has yet to show her badassness. Because the last I, thing we heard is her being dumped into a... Well, that's... Yeah, that's what we hear that is, is being done to her. Who knows? There's Maybe, nobody. Yeah, there's, there, we, we don't know what happens. But that's enough on the Phantasma. Fad, right. Uh, so, anyway, they, the they get back to the, 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 Finn, the, the Finn and Poe Dameron, uh, you know, uh, connection here. Finn decides, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. I can't do this, but I don't know how to get the fuck off the Star Destroyer. 
Poe just happens to be there being interrogated, and he's pretty fucked up because Kylo shows his force ability. Well, he shows his force ability on Jakku right away when Poe makes goes right. for a shot, yeah, and, he, and freezes it right in the air. Right now, this is something else that we haven't really seen from other uh, force wielding characters. Yes, they can deflect like Darth Vader could. Darth Vader could deflect a, a, a blaster bolts, but. Nobody's caught one; just catches one in midair. Yeah, like he—it's almost like he has a manipulation of time and space in some sense, because he freezes a lot of people right in place instead of grabbing them by the throat. Uh, a lot of people are still able to move. When, yeah, Vader when he would choke, uh, force choke somebody, they were able to move and kind of bring their hand up, you know, you know, and put up a defense. Right. Uh, in in this, no man, they're frozen solid, just stuck. And I think his force capability is that, and also being able to probe people's minds. Because you, you have to keep in mind, in, in 4, 5, and 6, in uh, the original Star Wars 77, Princess Leia went to a detention block and was interrogated by an interrogation droid. Vader didn't do the... Interrogation. Yeah, trying to pull things out of her mind. Yeah. Uh, so this is something I think is unique to Kylo. Yes, you can read emotions and you can read you know things on other people, which Vader did show. But uh, this is something that seems like Kylo is completely adept in. He has an, a specific area in the Star Destroyer that's meant for him to interrogate people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think he handles all the interrogations. Anyway, with that being said, Finn kind of gets loose, gets over to Poe, tells him what's up, says, you know, let's rescue. You know, I need to get you out of here. And he's like, who are you with? And he's like, no, one. Uh, no, no nobody. And Poe goes, you need a pilot. And he's like, Yes, I need a pilot, okay? Okay, come on, let's go. So, you know, yeah, and he's like, all right. Get your shit, let's go. So they, they roll down to the deck of the, the Star Destroyer and get themselves a TIE Fighter, which Poe's never flown before. And this is an upgraded version. It has two seats in it. Clearly it has life support because I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. The original TIE Fighters, the reason that they were so cost-effective and there were so many of them in the Empire was they didn't have any life support system. If you flew out in open space and you were you had no breathing apparatus or anything like You're that, sure. you were dead. Um, <clears throat> they have no real shielding and they have no real. Uh, they don't have a hyperdrive like the X wings, the A wings, the B wings, the Y wings. Yeah. All those all those fighters do. Um, so they were really cost effective that way. These seem a lot different. They're much more heavily armed. I don't think they have hyperdrives because it no. does make more sense to load them onto the Star Destroyer and have them shuttled into different areas. But they're, they're ridiculously fast, which Poe says. He's like, whoa, this thing can move. So they take off on there, and you also find out that Finn is pretty proficient at shooting, uh, which a lot of stormtroopers in the past weren't. Yeah. So these guys can actually hit targets. Finn... And walk through doorways. Yeah, Finn gets you know gets his shots lined up for him, and uh, he takes him down and pretty well. Out the cannons and everything. Yeah, he t- does a really away. good job in, in shooting and stuff. And so you know, and you can tell there's there's more proficiency to him uh, than just the janitor that he lets yeah. on. <clears throat> but um, they make their way to Jakku, uh, which is not where Finn wanted to go. Nude. But they go back there. Yeah, exactly. They're heading back to Jakku so they can uh, re- retrieve BB-8. And in the process, they get tagged with the missile, and they crash land. We're led to believe Poe dies. Finn uh, takes off. Uh, grabs his jacket. Grabs his jacket. Grabs Poe's jacket, basically. Sheds everything else off and uh, makes a beeline for the first civilized place that he can find, and he, he does. And that's where Finn and Ray first meet. Yeah. Um, if we want to turn back the clock a little bit, our introduction to Ray by herself She's a scavenger on the planet of Jakku. She's a part scavenger. And, uh, you know, she's the one we see in the trailers who's 
um, ascending and descending inside the wrecked Star Destroyer and finding different parts and things like that. And just trying to scrounge. She's clearly, she's got check marks, if you noticed, up on a wall. She waiting keeps, for actually, something. Yeah, she's waiting for somebody to come back for her. Um, <clears throat> so BB-8 kind of comes into contact with her. She rescues him, whatnot. Yeah, even her boss was trying to buy her. Well, yeah, we find out that the, the boss knows that. The, Something's up with yeah. this droid. Uh, by the way, her <clears throat> boss is played by Simon Pegg. Okay, another thing there. I'm pretty certain, and we'll get to this at the end. Yeah. But I'm pretty certain he is the same person that's with her in the beginning. I'll, when yeah. I say the beginning, I'll tell you what I mean okay. when we get there. Okay. That being said, um, <clears throat> BB-8 notices Finn wearing Poe's jacket. Says, hey, that, that, he stole that. Yeah. He stole that from yeah. my master. And, and then Ray tears ass off after him to kick his ass. Yeah. Well, so, one really interesting moment, though, too, is when uh, Finn first sees Ray. Where she's being jumped by a couple of guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay, I gotta be chivalrous. I gotta jump in and help this girl out. Like, he's about maybe 10 feet away to get in there. Yeah, 10, 20 feet away. And then and she gets up her hand and just beats the beats crap. Beats the out. shit out of him. So, you know, Ray knows how to handle herself. Yes. And Finn does learn that very quickly on right. his own. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyhow, the, the two of them meet up. Uh, they kind of discuss what's going on. Finn misleads her to thinking that he's part of the resistance, he needs to get off the planet. Needs to get this BB-8 unit out of here, blah, blah, blah. And that's when we hear TIE Fighters coming in. And all hell breaks Oh, and the shit hits the fan. Which is awesome because the TIE Fighters come screaming in. They start strafing the shit out of the place. They make a run for it. And she's like, come on. You know, like, there's a jump ship we can get to over here. Yeah. You know? And he goes, what about that one? That's and she crap. goes, that's a, that's a piece of junk. You know? No, no. It hasn't flown for years. And so they make a run for it. And just as they're about to get to the jump ship, uh, yeah, the TIE Fighters hit shot. it. And it, it explodes. And so they turn and they run to the other ship, which no, turns out to be... a piece of junk, but yes. it's a very special piece of junk. Yes, a YT-1300 Carillion model freighter, also bearing the name Millennium Falcon. Yes. And, uh, you know, of course, everybody cheers. She gets on board that. Like I said, she rakes that shit across the sand. He climbs down into the gunner position. Very Luke skywalker her very Han Solo-ish. Um, <clears throat> and a very cool moment too, where the gun kind of gets jammed up, <clears throat> and he's like, "I, I we got to go, we got to figure out something." You know, he's like, "Ooh, this, this is touchy, this is touchy," which Luke had trouble with too when he first climbed into the the gunner pit. This one is differently rigged. Uh, well, there's been alterations throughout different yeah. uh, owners, right? <laughs> uh, they've had several different owners, not because Han sold it, but we'll find that out in yeah. a second here. So as we as we traverse through this, uh, basically what happens is they they get into a dogfighter kind of a, a run from the TIE fighters. Uh, Finn's trying to shoot him down, not having very much luck. She's uh, ducking and dodging, trying to do what she can. Takes him uh, down through some of the wreckage of the Star Destroyer. Before they enter into that, Finn finally gets off a clean shot, takes out one of the TIE fighters. The other one follows her into the, uh, uh, the Star Destroyer. Uh, at that point, they're flying through, and she tags something, and the, the gun falls loose at the bottom. The, one of the turrets kind of goes limp, and he's like, I've lost control. It's locked. It's locked in this position, you know, straight ahead. So they fly through. They do, you know, cool maneuvers. Suddenly, she's, you know, very adept at what she's doing. She arcs up through, cuts the engines, and the ship starts to fall backwards, uh, back towards Jakku. And when it does, it lines him up perfectly. It gives him a perfect shot. Yeah, and he, that final... Yeah, he takes out that uh, that other TIE fighter. She kicks the engines back in. Uh, scrapes it against the ground a little bit, but yeah. 
not a big deal. It'll happen. Uh, yeah, we find out the, the Falcon is a lot more resilient in this film than it has been in previous films. So, you know, and they, they tear off, you know, into space. This is where we get the interaction between between Hux and uh, uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. Where they discuss the option of going with the clone army. Going with the clones. You start opposed- seeing that friction where yeah. Kylo Ren isn't exactly that uh, top guy as Darth Vader was. Well, it's like I said, it's very much like the Grand Moff Tarkin, Darth Vader aspect. Yes, Tarkin... They bust each other's balls. Tarkin isn't really intimidated by Vader, you know, but there's not really a confrontation between the two of them like there is between Hux and Ren. Yeah. So... Because um, there is going to be a big confrontation between these two. I think so. It's going to yeah. build to it. Uh, it'll definitely build to it. But, uh, you know, move forward and they, they get off into space uh, a little bit more and we... There's a ship, a tractor beam that catches onto the Falcon. And they're thinking it's First Order. Yeah, they're thinking First Order for sure, you know. Uh, they start preparing. They, yeah, they're, they're hiding out. They're going to flood the, the ship with gas. They've got on masks and everything like that. They're going to, you know... Uh, uh, Finn makes the, the point that the masks filter out smoke. It doesn't filter out toxins. So this will poison... And it's all, almost a, like a pausing moment of... How the hell do you know that? Yeah, and, uh, you know, she's... Just trying to, you know, figure out what's going on with him. But he's still claiming to be resistance. So. I'm resistance? Yes. It um, even has, like, a back and forth with BB-8. Like, come on, you got to help me here, man. <laughs> right. And uh, tell, tell her where the resistance place couple is. A couple of really cute moments. Uh, you know, BB-8 was definitely some of the comic relief, as was Finn in this. But not to the effect of Ewoks or Gungans. Yeah. Uh, the Gungan who shall not be named yeah. is what I'm going to call him. Anyway, the ship gets boarded, gets pulled in, and... Uh, the hatch opens, and in comes Han, Han Solo, and Chewie. You know, they get, nice that's, where you, get the, yeah, that's yeah. where you get the Chewie, we're home. Yeah. You know, and everybody cheers for a little bit, and there's a nice pause, and then they hear somebody rattling around, and turns out, you know, they, they get him out of there. Uh, they say, nobody else is on board, you know, here's what's going on. Uh, and they start bouncing around the whole Jedi thing. What? Yeah, the, to the, a degree, you know, like uh, Ray comes out, and she starts talking about... The ship, I did this and I did that, you know, and all that stuff. And, and, and Han's kind of like, oh, he knows what she's doing. It's like, I didn't catch her name. And she says her name to him, and he seems a little bit like, oh. Like, he knows who she is. There's yeah, a little and there bit was that it. vibe to it. So, I think, you know, Ray is definitely somebody important besides just this random person. Yeah. Otherwise, why give us why a backstory of her yeah. left on the planet, Jakku and Exactly. All and that's the whole thing. I gotta get back to Jack, who I'm waiting for my family, I'm waiting for my family. The ship that Han's on suddenly gets taken gets over boarded and boarded by one group and then another one called Conja Club, and it's these smuggling groups, you know, these yeah. outlaw groups. Basically, yeah. Han went back to his old life. Yeah, of. Han basically went back to being a smuggler on a new ship, a new freighter and all that stuff, and he asked, hey, what the, what the fuck happened to the Falcon? You know, like, yeah. who had it? Who had this? And they were like, you got they this, this person, yeah. this person, this person. And he stole it from me. And then kind of reveal some of the alterations that have been done to Right, you. exactly. And some of the shit that Han didn't approve of and, and all that stuff. And, and that's where you get kind of a, a discussion between Ray and Han about some of the things that are going on. And you find out she's a little more knowledgeable about the shit that goes on on that ship and whatnot than, uh, than she... Then I don't know if she no, necessarily no. lets on, but... In some She's the, knowledgeable. She right. she knows the history of you know, the Jedi's and stuff like that. Yeah, in some of the other you know books, you know he says this is the Millennium Falcon. And she goes the Millennium Falcon, the one who did this, you know, and all. The, of a sudden, she yeah. said fourteen parsecs, but he was like, he's all no, twelve. It's twelve. Yeah, 
So anyway, we, we get a little bit of nod back to the originals, and then there's the discussion about the Jedi and all that stuff, and that's when Han says it's, it's all true, true, all of it. You know, that's when BB-8 comes over and he shows the map. No, um, I don't think BB-8 really shows. No, he doesn't until they get back to the base. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> what happens is, you know, he says, yeah, it's all, it's true, it's all of it. Uh, that that happens a little bit later. I mean, there's a big fight between Contra Club and all this stuff, and uh, uh, and Han and all them, and, and they finally, they escape, and the... In the Falcon, they leave his freighter behind, and they escape in the Falcon. Yeah. Kind of like in the original when he dumped Jabba the Hutt's spy shipment. Yeah. Dumped that, and you know at the first sign of an Imperial boarding, so he gets boarded by these guys, and he dumps him and, like, and takes this. off in the Falcon. It's you know fucking a, it's his ship anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. So they leave, and that's when they start talking about the Force, and he says it's all true, you know, like Skywalker, you know, he went into hiding and all this stuff, you know, but it's all. We kind of get a little bit of reveal of like what went down. Right. We get the. The image of Luke with R2. That's not there. It's not there yet? No, okay. that's that's a little further ahead. But okay, sorry. They they go ahead to, and I'm trying to think of her name. Uh, um, Maz? Yeah, Maz's place. Yeah. I'm trying to think of her last name. The, it's some weird thing. It's, it's, so it's Star Wars-y. They go, to, they go to Maz's place, and she's this thousand-year-old barkeeper, basically. Barkeep. Um, Played by uh, the girl from 12 Years a Slave. Lupita Nyong'o. Yes. Great diction, too. She's oh, got yeah. great speaking voice. Uh, anyway, so she... Great character, too. Yeah. The Maz character, like I've told people... And we don't know if she's dead or alive or what happened. Yeah. So, uh, I'm hoping her, she's still around. I hope she just pops up. Like, I got a new bar. Right. So so basically what happens is uh, they, they get to her planet... And, you know, Ray's just like, wow, I've never seen this much green and blah, blah, blah. And Han gets off and he says, you know, I was thinking about adding some more crew. Immediately offers her a job. So there's something there. Like, Han just doesn't throw his trust around yeah. that easily. But and, then also, too, Finn's getting a little yellow going. Right. Uh, Finn keeps going, yeah, I'm kind of a big shot in the... Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> that perfect line there, too, like, uh, probably butchering in here, but Han goes... Every woman will. Every woman will find out the truth. Yeah, so he's you're like, going to be screwed. Yeah, so. you're <laughs> fucked, man. So you better come clean with her. Yeah, they're they're there and they go in and they they talk to Moss and all that stuff. And then Ray hears a little girl crying out. No, help. this is when oh, after. Well, the, she starts hearing the little girl after Finn decides to. Yeah, like, Finn's going to bolt. He's going to he's going to bolt. He wants to get as far away from the first yeah. order as possible. Which can't blame him for. Yeah, the situation he, he's, he's like, like you don't understand. They're they're horrible. They're horrible. They're horrible. So he tries to leave, which is very much like Han Solo tried to run in the first one. Exactly. There's a lot of correlation, but nothing that it really... It works perfectly, though. There's there's no way to really assign a name tag to... You can't say, oh, well, Ray is the Han new moment. Luke Skywalker, yeah. or Finn's the new Han Solo, or Poe's the new Han Solo. You know, like... If anybody's the new Han Solo, it's Poe. It's Poe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we, we move ahead, and, and she discusses some stuff with, uh, with, with Moss and all that, and uh, she hears... They're kind of contemplating things, and... Uh, Ray hears a voice of a little girl crying out. Yeah. She's like, what? So she kind of moves her way down into lower levels and, and back into the bowels of the Maybe it's rolling right and, behind her. Yeah. So she hears all this stuff, and she's kind of looking around and see what's going on. She opens this one door, and there's a chest that's sitting in there amongst other things, and she opens it up, and lo and behold, we see Anakin slash Luke Skywalker's first lightsaber, the one that he lost uh, when he had he his hand his, cut off yeah. on Bespin in Cloud City. Moss... Uh, comes down after that, but the the, the vision that that's should, that's, yeah, that's where the key thing. That's she touches the lightsaber, and she immediately has all these flashbacks of Luke 
uh, putting his hand. That's the scene where we get with him putting his mechanical hand on R2. Uh, Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren standing around, you know, around him. And devastation around them. Now there's voices that are heard. This is the key thing. This is the key thing. Because when I went and saw the second time, because you told me Mm -hmm. about the voices, and when I got to that scene, I I closed my eyes during it, just to kind of focus on these voices. Good job, my man. And as soon as it did, I was like, oh. We hear Yoda. Next, going to get the handy. Mm -hmm. We we hear Yoda. But we also hear Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Alec Guinness, Sir Alec Guinness, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And they, the words that are said to her are, Ray, these are your first steps. Or this is your first step. And then it flashes to her as a little girl being left on Jakku and seeing a ship flying off into space. Basically showing why she's counting down. Right. Eight, so. Now, if you look, if when you go see it again, the, the creature that's holding her arm or the person who's holding her arm is the same dude that she trades stuff to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, crap. Yeah. So I think he's meant to kind of keep his distance from her emotionally, but he always provides. Yeah. Like he's, even if she brings him shit, junk, you know, and he knows he's like, I'll give you so many rations for this. And, you know, basically keeps her alive through this whole thing. So. So this may um, not be the only time we see Simon Pegg. Right. And that's Simon Pegg's character. So I think we'll, we'll see him again. She drops it. Moss comes around the corner and tries like, to explain everything. Yeah, just going like, her. you know, something's up here. Sure. Just, that's yours now. You take that. And she goes, I'm never touching that again. I'm never going to touch it again. Not true. Yeah. Uh, Moss takes it, winds up giving it to Finn uh, because the first order, us. yeah, figures out where they're at and uh, you know comes comes in to kick some kick some shit, knock down the doors, you know, and, and fuck some stuff up, which they do. They level Moss. Well, we place. get. Uh, what online is now calling the badass stormtrooper the dude with the freaking nightstick. Okay, there's an explanation to him. If you read some of the comics and some of the stories that were leading up to it that are still considered canon now, uh, he's one of the people that trained with Finn and uh, the other guy who smeared the blood across his face. And there's yeah. one other dude, and I can't, I can't think of all four of their names, but uh, that's why he was so passionate about yeah, the whole traitor. You know, like he knows exactly who he is. Uh, it's a great moment because so Moss, one, you get this dude... Yeah. Freaking shown his deal, and then Finn. Well, this is the first of, time somebody who's not a force wielder besides Han Solo has ever wielded a, turned on a, a lightsaber and used it. But it also shows Finn going like, mm, I can't leave. Yeah, and so he, when he realizes that Ray's in trouble, which clearly there's something between them. God mm-hmm. hope we find that they're not like you know cousins or something. Oh like God! Oh, uh, well, uh, unexpected nod from the original. Exactly. So, uh, Finn decides he's going to stay behind, and that's when that one stormtrooper's like, oh, oh, traitor, you know? Yeah. And he gets his badass baton out. It's kind of this electro-charged baton. Yeah. And he comes at him, and Finn is like, I don't have a weapon. And she goes, you're holding a weapon. So he turns it on, and it's lights over, you know? <laughs> so they, they duke it out. And a lot of people were like, oh, he's very proficient with that weapon. He's a trained stormtrooper. Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's going to know what he's yeah, going to do. know what he's doing. But just not with the lightsaber. He understands it's a bladed weapon. He just, you know. Knows that it's a sword. So right. you do what so you have to do he with does what he has to do. Or for him, it was a plunger. So they lock up, but Finn kind of gets his ass handed to him a bit. And at that moment, I can't remember if it was Chewie or an X-Wing that shoots that fucker in the chest. Well, well, during this time, too, we get Han and Chewie kind of going battling. Yeah. And I guess Han's gun jams up on him. Yeah, so he takes Chewie's bow cast. One of the first, I guess, the first time he's using his bow. It's the second time he uses it, but then he gets a blast off and it caused, like, shoots this explosion and 
you see a couple of stormtroopers go flying, and, and just like, Han's like, "This is awesome. I really like this thing. This, you know, this is having a lot of kick." So I don't, I can't remember if it's the bowcaster or if it's an X-wing that hits him because in the middle of all this fight, I think it's a bowcaster because. If I remember correctly, because they get the shot off, they yeah. get Finn back up, but then they get surrounded. Right. And then the And that's when the, the tie, that's of, when the X Wings come in, you're right. Yeah. Then we um, get Poe's return. Oh yeah. And, and the most awkward reunion ever. <laughs> a little bit awkward because No, of it C3. wasn't awkward at that one, because well, that's when C three PO made it awkward. Yeah, C3, yeah okay. you, you gotta admit that <laughs> but that's kind of said there Oh no, it's hilarious. It's yeah, that's what he does. They're looking at each other, then all of a sudden, <gasps> that's your whole one. Right. <laughs> You may not recognize me from my arm. So now they're being, they're held ca- uh, captive, and in come the X-Wings, and they're going to engage them, you know. So the TIE Fighters are being scrambled, too, and... Uh, but during know, this time, too, Ray's off. Yeah, Ray is right off like, into the woods, this, I'm and done. Kylo was like, forget it, let's, we'll yeah. get her, you know, and so he goes after her, realizes that she has the plans. She's shooting at him with her blaster and all stuff, and that's when he does that thing again where he freezes her arm to her side. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this kind of... force paralyzing. Basically, yeah. So, and it just, she's terrified. And she pulls him on board, you know, he, he takes her, uh, uses the force to render her unconscious, throws him up over her shoulder, and, and heads off. Yeah. Uh, during this time, as they're trying to leave the planet, the other stormtroopers are engaged in battle. There's TIE fighters engaged in battle, and... Uh, the resistance comes in and just starts lighting shit up with the X-wings, but then also, showing the superiority of the X-wings. But <laughs> also, to show the one of the stormtroopers gets a uh, message to Kylo, basically saying like, um, "The resistance here. Yeah, do we continue or what?" He's like, "No, I got what I need. Yeah, let's leave." She knows what's she knows going where, on. She knows where the map of Skywalker is. They take her. Finn's pissed. Han, you know, sitting there. And about that time, and now here's there's another little fun fact for you: the ship that Leia shows up on, the transport that lifts up. Yeah. Okay, that was an original concept drawing of the Millennium Falcon. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And they converted it into an actual ship. I've seen it in the Lego form now, too, and I'm like, that's so fucking cool, because I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen the concept. I love the concept of film. <laughs> Starkiller is another one. Starkiller right. Base, they refer to that. Um, Starkiller was the original name of Luke. Luke Starkiller. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a whole big title to it. It's like The Adventures of, of Luke Star, Starkiller, the book of something... I'll have to look it up. Yeah, interesting. <clears throat> anyway, that being said, we get our first... We get, we get to see Leia and Han reunite. Yeah. With the awkward presence of... C-3PO. Yes. But also, also too, uh, Chewie gets in there and gets a quick hug off. <laughs> of course. Um, but then we find out what's happened. Uh, basically, you know, we saw our son. Our son being Kylo Ren. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so, Kylo... Well, even before that, we realized that Kylo Ren is Han's... Son, because his conversations with uh, Kylo Ren's conversation with Snoke, Snoke yeah. goes uh, you, Han's here, and then it's basically the reveal. I think that comes in this sequence. No, it's before before the sure? reunion. I, I, I would bet money on it. Okay, I'm. I was. I thought it came right because, after he got back to the ship because he tries to interrogate her, and that's when they go before no. Snoke, and it's like you know because <laughs> this is what happens because they get away mm-hmm. and everything, and. They, <coughs> Snoke gets information that it's not just the girl and Finn and the droid anymore. It's Han and Chewie is with them too. And that's when Kylo right. Ren's like, oh, okay. It's so, on now. Basically what they do is they get back to, uh, they get back to uh, uh, the, the base which the uh, um, resistance is at. Okay, now, so back to the resistance base. 
that's where we get the reunion between Poe and... The bromance. Yeah, the bromance between uh, Poe and Finn. Now, granted, you know, Finn... Poe understands that Finn risked everything he had to help him get out of there. Also to help himself. But he stuck around. Yeah. because Jack, it it, And he got BBA back. It could have easily gone to the fact like, oh, you're a stormtrooper. Right. Screw you, dude. So they run up, you know, and there's an immediate respect between the two of them. They give each other a hug and he's like, you know, here's your, I got your jacket here, by the way. And he's like, no, no, no. It looks better. It suits you, man. You, you wear it. Which it does. Yeah. And so... In the iconic jackets of Star Wars. Right. <laughs> um, which, by the way, you can buy Hans Brown one online. I, I'm thinking about oh, it. I have been thinking about it, too. Uh, you can like, this imagine. is the first brown leather jacket that Harrison Ford has worn since Indiana Jones that I wanted. They get back to the base. Uh, they discuss things a, a bit about, you know, uh, what, you know, what to do. Starkiller base. Finally, we get the powers up. We get the... the the sunsucker part of yeah, it. That's an interesting aspect of it. Well, okay, yeah, it is. The General Hux addresses the entire army. You know, the entire uh, army and, and say, you know, he talks it to... Well, actually, let's, let's get to this part here. Commander Hux asks Snoke if he can, like, can I... I'm going to... We're going to power up the base and, and fire. We need to take out the Republic now. Yeah. And Snoke says, go ahead and do it. They do a test run. Yes. But that's the... I don't think it was even... It, might it was a more run. of a warning shot. Right. So, well, now, no, I, I'll explain a little bit. Okay. There's, there's more significance to it than what you think. Because um, those weren't random planets. Oh, no, I know they weren't random planets. No, I know no. they, were, they were sympathizers of the Republic. No, no, no. One of them's Coruscant. Oh, wow. One of them is Coruscant. That's the, the big planet that everybody's on in episodes one, two, and three. Where oh, the Re- Yes, where the Republic is based. They completely fucking destroy Coruscant. Wow. If it's not Coruscant, then it's, you know, like it could be something else since Jakku is basically Tatooine, but somewhere else. So it could be, but it, that's Coruscant. So basically what we get is, um, uh, uh, sorry, Kylo Ren goes in to interrogate Rey. And he puts his hand up by her face and tries to, you know. Tries pull, to rough her up. Yeah, tries to, tries to pull the memories out of her. But she fights him. Uh, that's where we get our first rumblings that she's got some force yeah. capability other than the, the... Freaks. Yeah. Kylo ran out. So Kylo keeps trying to pull it out of her and he can't. And at one point she even turns it around on him and goes, you're afraid you're not as powerful as Darth Vader. We do get that moment in the credits, you know, like we saw in the trailers, I mean, where he's holding the mask of Darth Vader and says, I'll finish what you started. Grandfather. That's yeah. the part we didn't... We didn't get the grandfather part. There's something that some people didn't catch, but when he... She goes... Oh, uh, you know, like yeah, I'm, I always act that way when I'm interrogated by a faceless, you know, a, like faceless, you know, monster in a mask. Beyond a mask, yeah. And so he takes the mask off and he sets it down. What does he set it into? The ashes. A pile of ashes, which I am a hundred percent certain is Darth Vader's ashes. Um, he's obsessed with Vader. Oh yeah. Now the question is, a lot of people have been asking me, is he obsessed with Vader because he wants to be as powerful or as you know as feared as Darth Vader, or is it because? He's working two sides of this, and he knows that the Skywalker family, which he is clearly part of because of Leia, had, can go down the path of the dark side and return. There's there's a lot of question yeah. on whether or not that he can do that, and that what we'll, we'll find out here, what we'll talk about. Yeah, when we get to a certain aspect, the sacrifices I think, that were made. Yeah, I think I think he just is a fanboy. He's a Darth Vader fanboy wanting the dark side because right. we we see what went down with. Luke, mm. when, like, we might as well just say it now, Luke went off, he was starting a new generation of Jedi. Yeah. And that's when he took in Ben. 
which yeah Ben Ben Solo is his name yeah but not Obi Wan yeah but also to Kylo Ren he they go to the train and just all hell breaks loose and I think that's the whole fact of the matter something right got into him the dark side got into him it's not the fact that he's testing the fact that you can go to the dark side and come back something latched into him right that's sticky. but there's there's something there that tells me that Luke didn't tell him the story of Darth Vader without. Telling, telling him what happened sides. at the yeah. end. Oh yeah, no, that that'd be really aspect. So that's why I'm kind of like maybe he's walking that path, thinking that he can lure out Snoke, you know, and confront him to, you know, like there's there's a there's lot more. there's a lot of conspiracy theories, but we'll move past this. Yeah. So they both Hux and 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 uh, um, Ren go to the looks like a gigantic fucking Snoke. But what he is, we find out it's a hologram. Yeah, that's what I thought at first when he yeah, first I was showed like, him. I was that's like, a really? Giant motherfucker, yeah. Yeah, but then they, they he clicks off. And yes. Like, eh. So, uh, yeah. So, what happens is he says, I was unable to, like, you know, Hux basically runs in and goes, he couldn't fucking do it. Yeah. He, he let the droid go because he... He thought the girl the had the stuff, it. but she's... And he's like, how is she able to resist you? And he goes, she's strong with the force, that's why. Yeah. Like, she is, she's very strong with the force. So he, you know, talks to him more about you're gonna have to kill Han Solo. Uh, that because I think that's yeah, no, it. yeah. <laughs> so that's where it comes in. At least it was money. I bet not but other things. Huck says we need to strike now because they're gonna know about they're gonna come they're gonna come at us. We need to strike now. We need to drop the Republic now. Take them out. So what they do is they power up Star Killer Base, which is a few times bigger than uh, the Death Star. Yeah, which was a good visual that they did. Yeah, it was really cool. They it basically sucks power from the sun and charges up their weapons and then fires out these beams, which they do, and they take out four or five planets. Yeah. I think four planets all at once. One of them, like I said, being Coruscant. There's one uh, character that since we did talk mm-hmm. about the legacy characters that mm-hmm. popped up, one that was kind of a like when you see a really good band mm-hmm. that's been around forever and they don't, and you go to a concert and they don't play the hits, they only play their new stuff. Okay. Freaking um, Akbar? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get It's a Trap at all. Well, no, I mean. <laughs> the entire time that's, I'm sitting That's there, what disappointed you? That okay. disappointed the crap out of me. Um, we have to have a disappointment about this damn movie. It's, but it's the fact trap. that he was still around in Canada. That was awesome. You know, was And the was weird amazing. The hog dude. What was it, the hog <laughs> He's a Celestin. Celestin. And his name is Nienub. Or Ninub, as some people call him. I, I'll throw it out there. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I don't know names. The Hog Guy. The Hog Guy. And uh, it's a trap. I'm all Ugnaughts? No. Um, so. To totally break the momentum of this conversation. We call him the yeah, <laughs> Hog Guy from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, so they return. Yeah. But. Uh, they uh, set up to blow up these four yeah, planets. They, yeah. So they, they drop those planets like we talked about. The Which there's a like, Doctor Who cameo, my brother said. Yes. Um. One of the Doctor's companions. Well, there's yeah, there's a few actually. Oh, there's, there's a lot. There's a of few. Cameras. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of Game of Thrones people. Uh, Judah Freelander. Yes, there's a whole shitload of people, and I just read an amazing story. I just watched an amazing video with Oscar Isaac, who brought his uncle, who's a huge person in his life, brought his uncle to the set, let him meet J.J. Abrams and all this stuff, and his his, his uncle's a big old Star Wars fan, long-haired guy and all that stuff, and he goes. Oh, what this is such an honor to meet you, Mr. Abrams. You know, thank you so much. He's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Hey, you know what? You want to be in the movie? <laughs> and he was like, what? And so in that scene where they're killing the villagers, uh, you know, when when Poe gets captured, one of the villagers is his uncle. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and they put him in makeup and the whole nine yards. And, and, and I'm like, that's awesome. You know, he goes, and just that 
smallest little gesture, you know, completely changed his uncle's life. And then you, know? you get the usual J.J. Abrams people. Right. And I almost guarantee Kevin Smith will be in one of the next episodes. It's like we talked about. Uh, it's like it's, it's like it was discussed on, I heard it first on Hollywood Babylon. But it was like they talked about one of the pilots, one of the rebel pi- or the resistance pilots is named Elo Asti, which is two letters shy of Hello Nasty from the Beastie Boys. That's the way Abrams found a way to sneak in yeah, little Beastie his, Boys his favorite reference. band, the Beastie Boys. And in the in Basic, which is written on his helmet, it says uh, um, "Born to Ill." Nice. Yeah, instead of uh, it, it might say "Licensed Ill." I'll have to actually look it up and see what it says on there. But according to you know Kevin Smith and all of them and, and Ralph Garman, it says uh, uh, "Born to Ill" oh, on the side. So the which pal- is the planet's yeah, which up. is awesome. So. You know they blow the planet up, and that's when uh, the resistance come up with a plan. Hey, we gotta, we've got to destroy this base. Um, Han Solo is involved, and he's like, you know, we should do this and this, and and Leia goes, how are you going to do that? And he goes, you don't want to know. Yeah, and so well, that's goes, a, that's the whole back and forth too yeah. with them because we know they were married, they separated and everything, and then he comes back, and then they're they have their little bickering and everything. Well, they discuss the fact <clears throat> they discuss the fact that when. He turned to the dark side when Kylo Ren or Ben Solo turned to the dark side that he didn't know what to do. And Han said, I went back to the only thing I, I knew. Yeah. And he says to her, you know, I understand, you know, what happened. And she goes, sure, yeah, you should have been was, in the background going, goes, like, that was, was a whiny little bitch yeah. the entire time. He goes, that was the, uh, that was the day I lost you both. And it's like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's like, such good moments like that, though, too. So you think there's going to be this... You know, Republic that's formed, and Han's going to be there, and all this stuff. You know, General Solo. You know, and all yeah. that stuff. It turns out the only general that's there is General Organa. Yeah, not the princess Leia. anymore. Right. Um, which Max von Sydow did make that reference. She's always. I will always know her. You know, she's always going to be a princess to me. Even C three PO goes princesses. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fuck what you supposed to so, do. So <clears throat> that's where Finn's like. Oh, I, I can disable this. I can do this. I can do that. Yeah. You know, whatever. And so, like, Han's like, all right, we're going to go. We're, we're going to do this. We're in this. Let's do this. And then we'll get you to attack it. So, uh, they tear off for Starkiller Base. In the meantime, we got Rey on the on Starkiller Base itself being interrogated. She's in the interrogation chair, and there's another stormtrooper who happens to be... Daniel Craig. W7. Yeah. I think uh, they called him, like, uh, like FN blah, 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 007. That'd be funny. Yeah, that, that'd be funny in the credits. If I think he was. I don't think he, he wasn't credited, but on IMDb, that's how he's listed. Nice. So anyway, that's where she does something that's very significant. She says, "You will remove my restraints and like leave the door open." Yeah. And so it took him a moment. He's like, like "What did you say?" So she comes over and she says, "Do this," and he goes, "Yeah, you know what? If you smell the your, yeah, I'll tighten your restraints and I'll you know pistol whip you basically." And so she kind of centers herself again and she goes, "You will release my restraints and leave the door open, or like you'll drop your weapon." Away. Yeah, leave well, no, your he weapon. No, doesn't say anything about the weapon. Oh, that's right. Because she as he's walking out, and she goes, "And leave your weapon." Yeah, and as then, he's walking out, and he's like, "I'm going to leave my weapon." Yeah, he goes, "I will release your stuff," and, and so she let he lets her go. And as he's walking out, she goes, "She says, yeah, leave your weapon." So she does, and or he does, and she takes his his blaster and whatnot. But uh, that's another thing that's indicative of a specific person. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is very good at suggestions. Yes. So uh, as you can I, see, where I'm going with this, we might as well cross that bridge now. Uh, you know, I'll go ahead and say it. I think that there is. 
there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are pointing very obviously to the fact that Ray is a Skywalker. Yeah. The fact that she had the flashbacks when she touched his saber. But it'd be too um, simple. Yes, which is not J.J. Abrams style. Yeah, and then of course with what we talked about with right. audio cues. Now it's possible that she's a Kenobi, but that would have to break a lot of Jedi code yeah. for her to be a Kenobi. So we're going to have to see what happens. I, I'm leaning more towards Kenobi. Like At first I thought possibly <clears throat> that she was Kylo Ren's twin. Right. Because twins run in that family. Right. But you helped me kind of leave that thing behind. There's it. too much of an age difference there. Yeah, there's too much. And then we get then we had the Skywalker mm-hmm. discussion, and then you told me about the audio cues. Right. And it's like, and then Well, because else. somebody threw the Kenobi theory at me, and I really delved into it a bit, and I was like, I'm, I'm in the, I'm, a, personally, I feel 100% convinced that she's a Kenobi. Oh, yeah, I'm with how, you on that one. How certain am I of that? I would say 95 to 100%. We will more likely know within the first five minutes of the next Right. Uh, but also, too, that leans also to Luke going, like, you're his daughter. Or granddaughter. Granddaughter. And, to... and, and, and just be like, I thought we could do that. Well, see, that's the thing. Nobody really, Luke doesn't conventionally, you know, he doesn't wear the robes of a Jedi. He yeah. doesn't, you know, do that stuff until, until this one. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, spoilers. Uh, so anyway, to, to kind of get things going, get she there. gets herself free and tears off through Starkiller Base. Much like. Obi-Wan Kenobi did in 1977. In very Kenobi way. Yes. Uh, you know, kind scaling of, walls. And yes. Going through and, and pulling different levers and maneuvering her way through. You know, thing. The only thing she didn't do was sabotage it because she didn't know anything about yeah. the Death Star. Or the Star, Star Killer base. Finn, Han, and Chewie show up in a fucking dramatic fashion, which is like, we're going to drop out of hyperspace and just hit the planet, basically. Yeah, and Finn's, Finn's like, like are you fucking crazy? And Han, being the ultimate pilot that he is, pulls him out of hyperspace just in time for them to pull themselves up skim over the tops of these trees and then touch down and slide across the snow no, field. because this it's a planet yeah like, it's, it's a the planet. death star was a star this is a freaking planet with its own climates yeah and just everything it's huge it's it's literally about four times bigger than the death star yeah they set into their sabotage they yeah. set into going after the sabotage that, the that's where we get the uh, sanitation worker reveal right and but then uh, that's when they dive deep into it and they run into phantasm the fa- phasma they run phasma, into phasma. phasma she shuts down some of the security nodes and things like that uh at, at gunpoint and they're like you know what should we do with her leave her tied up and han goes is there garbage trash compactor here oh you know it and he's like Oh, I think there is. Yeah. yeah. He goes, yeah, there certainly is. And so we know that she's going to get thrown down a, a trash. So ship. hopefully to get a more of a bubble fed right. work with her, hopefully she did not get compact. Well, I'm thinking she probably got out of that. I don't think Phasma reached the point that she's at without being... A little stealthy. Yeah, something, you know, like a little more uh, intuitive and, and uh, combat-hardened. Yeah. So, this, uh, anyhow... We they, get the re- in, them reuniting with uh, Ray. Yes, and it, it's uh, there's the reunion between, you know, with Ray and all that stuff, and uh, that's where... We get to the... We get to the reveal between... Uh, where you finally hear Ben's name, because Leia says, bring him back. Yeah. Like, do whatever you can to bring him back. So they get out on this walkway over the core and center of the, the place. So basically, I keep saying basically a lot. I say yeah a lot. A lot. Of, a lot of basically in this. I say yeah a lot. I say uh huh, uh huh. But we get Ben being called. Right. Uh, Han calls out Ben's name. As ben. The, well, at first Han and Chewie are setting Together. the place up yeah. to blow. Basically, uh, another shield generator yeah. type situation from Return of the Jedi, but they're doing it on Starkiller Base. Yeah. So. Yeah, but then Han sees Ben. Yes, Han sees Ben, and he goes out there, and he says, Ben! And they turn around, and they have a bit of a meeting, and he's Ben's like, dead. 
Yeah, and so he's, he says that Ben's dead. This and that. He goes, No, you're not. No, he's no, he's not. You're you're still my son. Yeah. You know? And so they they have a, a moment, and this is why it kind of led me to believe that maybe some of the rumblings that you know are kind of true, because there's a point where he he says to him, you know, I don't know what to do. Oh, and this is also, by the way, this movie is the first time we hear instead of a pull towards the dark side, you can feel the dark side pull on everything. The light side pulls on a lot of stuff too. We you you definitely pull. get that vibe in. And you, well, no, you hear him say, "I feel, I, I feel a pull from the light. I still feel a pull from the light, light side." And that's why he's apologizing to Darth Vader, which is, you know, uh, you're like, okay, why is he apologizing? Because he didn't fully go down the dark path, or is he because he's failing to conceal it? The confrontation between the two of them is this: Han gets him to unmask, and Kylo basically says. He's, he doesn't want to be in pain anymore. He says, I'm, I'm in so much pain. I'm, I'm so conflicted, and, and, you know, I have this going on. And he says, you know, whatever you need, whatever I can do to help you, let me know, and I'll help you. That, that right there, yeah. where, where it leads to what's next, mm-hmm. I think that's what takes him completely to the dark side. Right, but I still don't think he's completely there. I still don't. Because uh, I think with it, what we're about to say, it closes... That final chapter. Well, that's something that Snoke had said. He's got to be able to cross that bridge. Yeah, and it's crossing Uh, that bridge. Yeah, and he does. Um, So what happens is he says, "I need your help," and he goes, "Whatever you know, whatever whatever I can do, I'll help you out." And he says, "Okay." So they're standing there, and he hands him, starts handing him his lightsaber. At this point, though, too, Ren and Ray and Finn are up in like the higher area of this right area. Basically, this scene is. You can see this coming a mile away, but yeah. still, it's still shot beautifully. Well, the, the thing about this is you can see it coming from a mile away, but there's no way yeah. that any of them can get to him in time oh, yeah. to help. So Han standing there, and of course, Kylo lights up his saber and puts it right through, through him. Han's chest. So one of the most iconic characters <laughs> yes. in film history. Yeah, goes goes bye-bye. He is dead. Now, from what I understand, when this isn't the last we see of him. Is he going to get a Jedi ghost? No, 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 no. I don't think he's going to get flashbacks. a Jedi ghost. But I think we're going to see, you know, flashbacks and returns to some of the stuff that he does. Kind of a and, showing how Kylo got to where. Right, but we're also still going to see. There's a Han Solo standalone film, which will discuss him in his older years as well, before he comes into you know what happens and it's his younger stuff, and it's they're supposed to bridge. Oh, Some God. of that. We're supposed to see him a little bit now. We'll I see. love this freaking universe. We'll see. Yeah, Disney's handling it well because what we're getting is we get Rogue One this year in November or December. I believe it's November. We get episode eight in May, traditionally <laughs> back to May. Yes. Uh, of 2018 or 17. And then we get. Uh, Basically, movie. Han year. Solo. Yeah, we get Han Solo, I think, in 2018. Episode nine and 19 and uh, Boba Fett. Or Han Solo, whichever one they go with, uh, in 2020. Honestly, if it's a Boba Fett, it may be a <laughs> sequel to the... I took a bite because I was hungry. But it could be a sequel to the Han Solo movie. Uh, it could be. It very much could be. I, I think it's going to explore Boba Fett as he got older. And, you know, here's the thing. If we're going to go back and do a standalone Boba Fett film, why? There's the big question. Why? Why go back and explore a character who died in Return of the Jedi and who's just rumored to be the most badass bounty hunter in the galaxy? Why go out. back and do that again if he dies in Return of the Jedi and there's no other, nothing else we need to see about him? There's going to be more. I think he got out of the Sarlacc pit, and I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see Boba Fett show up somewhere in this. 
Someone's going to shit their pants. Oh, I fucking... I'll bust a nut in the theater. I'll tell you right now. Um, because up until this point, Boba Fett died by a blind man hitting him with a stick. Yep. And that's how the baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy, most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy, died. Bullshit. But so, to get back to the wrapping... To get back to the point, Han gets run through... Dispatched, thrown yeah, off. Yeah, it gets thrown over the, the railing or falls over the railing. So no body to recover. Han, or I'm sorry, Chewie, bellows out oh, and shoots with me. that, yeah, shoots out the bowcaster, which, okay, here's something that surprised me. Ren didn't stop it. Could have. Ren didn't stop it. He may have been caught up in the moment, and that's why. Uh, but it hits him in the side. It catches him, you know, in the, in the side and all that stuff. Now, a lot of people have been referring to Kylo Ren as kind of a pussy. Uh, no. Yeah. No, I don't agree with this one bit because what happens is the fight makes its way outside and we get uh, uh, Finn who takes a lightsaber and he's going to square off against... Well, no, we first get... Uh, well, back to the Chewie thing. Uh, during that whole sequence of Han being killed and everything, I was hearing up and everything, but as soon as Chewie let out that freaking bellow, I was like, oh, God, go fuck them right, up. Right, right, right. And he does. He goes off. We also get Leia... Feeling, it. feeling what Something happened. Went she down. knew that she knew that he died. Yeah, which adds another interesting aspect here in a minute. So, but uh, as Chewie's going uh, freaking Wookie mad inside yeah. there, Ray and Finn are hauling ass out of there. Yeah, they're to, they're booking it out. I almost would say to get down there to help, but since it's such a journey, right, right, right. But then they get they cross paths with Kylo. And yes, it's just they, like you, we you don't have them backing you up anymore. We're doing this now, and then he does a force blast. He to do, yeah Ray. to to Ray. Uh, he throws Ray up against a tree, in which Finn is like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, and which, this. you know this surprises me too. Uh, Ray didn't do any. I'm sorry, Ren didn't do any of that to Finn. He could have. He could have. He could have easily just floored his ass and taken the saber. Well, he probably knew like to neutralize Ray because he knew the force was with her. Right. So, so. he. Finn lights up the lightsaber, and Ray's like, that's mine. Yeah, and we get the scene from the trailers. So the two of them... They're standoff. Yeah, go to duke it out in in the woods, which uh, Ray... I'm sorry, uh, Kylo Ren at this point has his mask off, and he keeps punching himself in the side. Yeah. Uh, One of my friends, Kimberly Kelly, huge Star Wars fan, Scotty Ferris, some of these guys, they came up with a great reasoning as to why that would happen. Okay, one of the things that the dark side relies on is fear and anger and hatred and all of that stuff. Okay, he's bleeding out. He's wounded very, very badly. Okay, it's a point of weakness for him. So what does he do? He hits it and inflicts that pain in himself, which angers him and pisses him off. If you've ever whacked your head on a fucking cabinet or something and you get mad at the cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he basically starts punching himself in the side, fires himself up, and then goes in after him with the and I can, saber. I would almost, like, for that scene alone, like... Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was his own idea, Adam Driver's idea to do the punching, or was it in script, or was it J.J. Abrams? I think J.J. probably a, scripted that, but I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't put it past Driver to come up with something like that. Yeah. And, you know, like, J.J. going, whoa, 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 why are you doing that? It's just because this would piss him off. It would anger him. Yeah. Well, fuck, go with it. Yeah. You know? Because uh, it I seems like such see a that simple... Where it's a trusted actor type It's like a well. simple movement, but mm-hmm. also a brilliant movement. Very deliberate. Anyhow, they, they lock sabers, they go back and forth, and uh, Finn actually gets in a shot. So Finn gets in a good shot on Kylo Ren, actually, you know, gets him across the arm and all that stuff, and that's when Ren really kind of lets ass loose and, and fucks him up, you know, 
take the saber down across his back. Nasty yeah. one, you know. You can't tell if it just cut the jacket or how deep it cut it into went deep. him. It had to go deep if he was laid yeah. up like he was. So, uh, curious because you never see him up and mobile again. So, curious to see if he's going to be walking, you know, or what's what's going to happen. Because it did hit him right in the back. Or are we going to get a Elysium-type, like, metal thing going <laughs> yeah, on Has some back. sort of mech-type suit or, yeah. or, suit or, or like, droid as, legs or something. As uh, Luke got a new hand at the end of... Oh, uh, yeah, new he, legs for Finn. There you yeah. go. Uh, so anyhow, he reaches out with the force to grab the lightsaber which Finn has dropped, and it's fl- you know it shakes a little bit and it flies across the screen right past him into Ray's hands. Yes, which so at that point I'll admit, especially me being like the uh, Padawan of mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars fans, not knowing everything that I know, um, I had a moment of feeling like, is it Luke? Right. Yeah. Uh, because we still haven't seen him. So she she takes up saber against him and he's. Bashing her about. We don't see a whole lot of that flashy lightsaber dueling like we did in episodes one, two, and three, which I'm glad for. Uh, we see this kind of go back and forth, and the planet's falling apart. You know, the, in the meantime, Poe and the Resistance have come in and they're blasting the shit out of the stuff they need to to destroy Star Killer Base. The First Order starting to leave and, and get out of there. And what we get is Ray gets backed up and she's got Kylo's broadsword saber across. You know, her, her lightsaber, or Luke's lightsaber, and Anakin's lightsaber, whatever. It's a lightsaber. It's a lightsaber. She's got it up in front of her face, and he's pushing back against her, and all of a sudden she closes her eyes, gets herself focused, and just fucks him up. Yeah. Cuts his arm, cuts his leg, just leaves him jacked up. Yeah, does a couple of arms and legs off. No, 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 no. Just, just, drops him. just wounds him. Uh, leaves him there, grabs Finn. And splits, or you know, basically, it's like, what you know, what do we do? Kylo, Kylo Ren gets you know taken by his people aboard his shuttle and things like that, and they because uh, the uh, Hux, Hux, yeah, yeah, basically says he needs to continue his yeah, he needs to continue his training yeah. And Snoke's like, bring him to me because so, it, it, I am, I'm hoping it's less of the mask for him now and more of a Darth Maul for him. That's well, he I'm, also got cut in the face. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's scarring on the face, which may... may We're going to get something. Uh, yeah, something's going to happen there. It's so not anyway, going to be simply his mask anymore, I think. Um, anyway, so what happens is, you know, Ray's there. There's kind of the desperation. The planet's beginning to fall apart. We don't know what's going to happen, and up comes the Falcon. Yeah. Chewie lands, gets him on board, gets him stabilized. She takes off. They fly away. Starkiller base implodes, and boom, done. The Ewoks so they, dance and sing. Yes, yeah, so they head back to the Resistance base. They land... And this is why it was interesting. This is why a lot of people went Skywalker. was because instead of hugging Chewie, the first person, which, keep in mind, Leia's never met Ren at this point. She comes off the, you know, the, the Falcon. They see each other. Ray has that look of complete like, sadness in her face. Leia comes over and hugs her. Now, I don't know if it's her, Leia, reading her through the Force, which would justify it, or... If it's a... Or a half-assed answer would be, it's another woman. Right. It's, yeah, women's <laughs> intuition. Who knows? It's another girl. So... But no, I, th- I think now, it's more of, like you said, like we said that Leia felt the disturbance in the Force uh-huh. when Han got taken out. And I think it was... I'd almost say to the fact, like, she knows she's going to cross paths with Chewie about it. Oh, right. And Finn's laid out. So right. the only person to really go, are you okay... Mentally, yeah. What else do there's is- something there because they recognize her in some way, shape, or form. Now they get back inside, you know, the resistance base, 
and uh, they they make the comment, and this is something that the the first order had said from the remnants of the old empire. They were able to find most of the map to Skywalker. They just have this one piece missing. Now the resistance has that piece with BB-8. R2 has but, been shut down. They, well, they no. reveal him. He's, he's been, been in low in, power. Yeah, he's mode. been in lower power mode and shut down basically since Luke went into hiding. So what we get is when he comes back in, uh, he twitters himself awake, which is another reason people are like, ooh, she's a Skywalker, because it happens when she shows up in the base. J.J. Abrams explained it was when BB-8 first started speaking to him, like, hey, do you know this? Because, you know, you've traveled a lot. So it wakes him up. Turns out he does have it. J.J. Abrams' explanation for it was when back in 77, when R2-D2 accessed the Death Star plans, or, you know, like everything on, on board, trying to find the trash compactor, he accidentally downloaded all of that information as well as all the multitude of information from on board the, the Death Star. One of them happened to be the, you know, the locations of the first Jedi Temple, which is where Luke was rumored to go. Yes. <clears throat> so he brings up the rest of the map. BB-8 gets the other piece and projects it up there. They know where he is. So Han, I'm sorry. Oh, sad times. Uh, rest in peace, Han. So Chewie and Ray load up in the Falcon. and they With take R2. Off. Mm-hmm. With R2. And they take off for... Uh, the first Jedi Temple where Luke's at. Yeah. And the closing shot that we get is... A badass shot. I love that for An amazing shot. shot. She walks up these these uh, ruins, you know, these stairs, and there's a person standing in a cloak there. And she stands there, and it's playing the... Yeah. Luke turns around, sees her. She's holding out the... She's trembling and holding out the lightsaber to him. You know, and she, she just looks upset, you know, and she, you know, eager, but upset yeah. and all thing, you know. She's waiting for him to make the and first And it closes move. that scene. However, I want to point something out to you. Down into the left of where he was standing is a small stone, and it looks like a headstone. So, it is possible that I may be wrong, This that she is Luke's daughter in some sequence, and she was hid away. And now it's his wife buried there. Yes, that's a possibility. It could just be a fucking stone. I don't know because there's a lot of different things there. You know, it could just it could have been inadvertent. Um, it could be JJ after he released the movie went fuck. I didn't even draw that connection. People are gonna think it's a tombstone now. Oh well, that's ah, the, more subterfuge. Well, that's the whole thing with the whole Star Wars world. Right. The filmmaker, the writers, and everything could do the entire thing. Yeah. And then a few weeks after the fact, they could go through all the fan theories and go I'm like, that's not a bad idea. Bring that into yeah, the next episode. exactly. But so the the close of the film happens there uh, with her meeting Luke for the first time, and it leaves all these questions wide open. So that's basically the gist that's of Force Awakens. Force Awakens right there for you. I'm still going to hold true to the fact that I think she's a Kenobi, just because I'm... she's the only character that speaks with an English accent, even though John Boyega, who plays Finn, is English. Yeah. But he speaks with an American accent. Same thing with, uh, I think, Oscar Isaac is. No, maybe he's not. I, th- I think he's American. Okay, maybe he is. But, uh, you know, there's other characters who speak with an English, or, or an American accent, but they're English characters. Uh, the only... I think the audio The keeps, only good character... Yeah, I do too. I think the audio keeps point it to it. For if it wasn't... Kenobi. Yeah, why wouldn't it be Luke's voice? Exactly. Instead of hers. Or just a mix of everybody's voice. Uh, the, the other obvious answer to that is the fact that they're ghosts. And they were pointing her in her way. But how, again, why wouldn't Anakin then? Why wasn't he involved in, in saying something? Because Haiti Christensen was busy Thanks working at Del Taco. Thank God. So, uh, anyway, 
I still think she's a Kenobi. Uh, I'm leaning towards that too. You know, I think we're going to. I would be overly shocked if she's a Skywalker. Right. Um, if she's a twin, then yeah, I'll put myself in the theater. You know, it's it's going to be interesting to see because I think maybe we will see Boba Fett return in some capacity to, uh, you know, maybe be hired by the First Order to track down Finn or Rey yeah. or try to find Luke or you know whatever's whatever's going on there, and maybe we'll get to see, you know, more of Boba Fett. Um, Not going out like a punk, right? <laughs> Jesus, please. Um, All so that. you know, that's anyway, that's that's the Force Awakens in a, in a nutshell. Uh, lots of fan theories running around out there. All in all, I love the movie. Oh yeah, I absolutely loved it. I loved uh, John Williams' score. It's one of the the, the well, last. You had, had John Williams. Yes, the last uh, last song on the, on the soundtrack just. Gets me every time. You bought the CD soundtrack? No, I have not bought it. I've just I, I listened to it a lot on on like YouTube and stuff like that. Um, I'm I'm going to be buying it, but it, I was just thoroughly pleased with the movie start to finish. Oh yeah. Well, like we said in a couple episodes ago with our top five movies of 2015, Star Wars. It was number one. Absolutely, easily. absolutely. Uh, I can yeah, see. I even saw Force. I even saw Hateful Eight and some other movies that could have been. Mm-hmm. And that top, uh, yeah, and I, I, you know, I understand exactly what Kevin Smith was saying by it brought him back to being seven years old. Again. Oh, easily, yeah, oh, yeah, it, it transported me back as well too, and I, I couldn't be more pleased with the way the film ended, and I can't wait to see what they what they do with the next. So, my next experience with Star Wars is going to be on the 16th of January when we go to Disneyland, and I get to ride Hyperspace Mountain and Star Tours and things like that. So, God, you got to rub it in. <sighs> Wait. That was an epic discussion yes. on its own, and uh, there's uh, there's so many ways we can go with the game on this one, but there's only one way I can think about it, and it, it calls for sexy time. Oh yeah! yeah. And since uh, do I got to do this, or you want to do it this time? Okay, I, I, yeah. everybody's done it, so I might as well do it myself. See if I can do it correctly and not have any like weird. Tourette's fantasies about mm-hmm. Betty White. Mm-hmm. Hey, you shut up. Okay, right, so here we go. I'll fuck Betty White so deep and hard. Go ahead. Okay. So, if you haven't guessed what the game is, it is... I'm too adjective for this noun. And I'm too hard for this game now. <laughs> so, I did a good one there. Yeah, I? I like that one. That was good. It's still not as good as Doug, though. Doug's was sexy. Man, yeah, yeah. man, what a sexy voice on that guy. Yeah, whenever I can, I'll have to get Doug to just do one to just drop in whenever we do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to get him to record something real hot and steamy. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, <clears throat> I'm too adjective for this now. Okay. It's what it is. It's glovering. It's uh, Bertine or whatever the hell we called it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you go ahead and go. First. I'm too geeky for this saga. <laughs> Appropriate. Mm-hmm. I'm too spicy for this pepper. I'm like. too sore for this wiener. God. <laughs> I'm too slow for this hyperdrive. Oh, nice, nice. I'm too horny for Ray. <laughs> A lot of people. Yeah. Woo! I'm too smooth for this Wookiee. <laughs> I like that one. That was cool. <laughs> I'm too meta for this droid. So is this a Star Wars theme one now? I guess so. That's yeah. what we're kind of rolling with. Um, I'm too smart for this trap. Nice, nice. That's recovery. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I'm too emo for these Sith. Oh, you, you, you totally feel free to shoot me on this one. I'm too Kylo for this Ren. 
That was a horrible one. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'll, I'll let that one stay. <laughs> oh, please God, don't throw it for that one. <laughs> no, no. I will not take that victory. <laughs> hmm. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see. I'm too moist for this vagina. I'm going back to dirty. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can. I'm piecing this one in my head right now. For this Yoda, I'm too Padawan. Oh, alright. Okay, okay. Uh. Okay. Alright, here we go. Here we go. I'm. Too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. You had to pull Phil. Oh, man. I got a great one for you here. I miss Phil. You're breaking my heart, man. Yeah. Phil Hart, man. So, what a shitty fucking joke to end that on. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, we miss Phil. Yeah, That's, we do. We miss Phil. That should have been his cue right there on yeah. that one. But uh, we're going to have him back it. in the mix. We, we've had very a very... Soon. We've had a very busy and family-driven uh, end of 2015, early beginning of 2016, and uh, we will have him back in very soon. A big, cuddly, lovable lump of shit. Yes. Love that that stupid coitus. Yes. Yep. Stupid coitus. We yes. We miss you. We love you. And with that being said, this has been Josh. And this has been Nick. And may the force be with you. Always.